Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Come on, can we lift up our hands and wave to the master? Oh, and bring me near and bring me near. Draw me, draw me to your side. Ah, oh, and as I wait. Oh, I rise up like an eagle. Oh, I rise up. Oh, and I so with you. Your spirit leads me on. Oh, me, hold me, hold me, hold me close. 
Let your love surround. Let your love surround me. Let your love surround me. Let your love surround. Draw me to your side. Oh, and I saw it. I'll rise up, I'll rise up. Like the eagle. And I will soar with you. Your spirit leads me on. By the power of your love. Oh, don't bruise me. Lift up your hands to Jesus. Master, now Papa, Papa, oh Jesus, I'm winning Mira one papa. Oh Jesus. 
Amoni dasu Ninara Sando Ahona ye Owa Betchure Sepachi Tumi pi Oh can you bless him right now Maso belegebe Bless Jesus. Niba Kono Yes sir Yes sir Hey Can you lift up your hands to Jesus Say Oh Oh Suma Niba Kono Hey Love is so wonderful. Love is so wonderful. Oh Jesus, love is so wonderful. Oh, wonderful. It's so hard. You can't get over. Jesus is so You can't get around it. Oh, wonderful. It's so high. It's so high. You can't get It's so you can't get out of it's all You can't get out of it Oh, wonderful Oh, Father, we lift up your, our hands to you Yes, Lord As your holy saints Therefore, being justified freely by faith, you can get Father, we have access into this grace oh, wherein we stand and rejoice in the glory of God. Father, today these lips they are not worthy to speak forth your word, your holy word. For these lips, Lord, are spoken faithlessly. At times it has repelled, at times, Lord, it has slandered, it has lied. But today, David said, Iniquity prevailed over me, but as for my transgression, that will perish. Today, I ask that as the angel, the seraphim, took the coals from your lively fire and sanctified the mouth of Isaiah, may my mouth be sanctified today. Lord, may my weaknesses, oh God, Today, let me see that your grace is sufficient for me. 
grant me utterance, Lord. Father, in ways where I have acted out of character, therefore men will not accept your word. Today we ask for mercy. Mercy, Lord. Mercy. Mercy. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Can we have our seat? Wow. Now today, I want to teach. <laughs> today I want to teach on the subject. <laughs> oh, Balabasha Daba. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, today it is a, it's a powerful birthday gift, you know. It's very awesome that God will grant us opportunity to speak to his people. Hallelujah. You know, one man called Charles Pagin says that he fears the pulpit more than hell. He fears the pulpit. Hallelujah. Because the pulpit is not the place for expression of opinion but rather for the telling of God's mind. Hallelujah. And so every time he feared so much that if he goes to the pulpit, he may be sharing things. He may be propagating his own opinion. Maybe you have a fight with someone. When you come to the pulpit, then you are going to use that place, that elevated place to tell your peace of mind. Hallelujah. But he said, I fear the pulpit more than hell. Hallelujah. And it is such a wonderful thing that God has committed the word. He said that I will worship towards thy holy temple because thou art magnified the word, thy word above all thy name. And if, even if God has magnified his word above himself and he has put these words into the mouth of men like us. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, this mouth can slander. This mouth can gossip. This mouth can speak faithless things. It can speak doubt. It can insult. But still, God has granted us the ministry by mercy. Hallelujah. We want to thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So today is a very powerful birthday gift that. I'll share the word of God. Hallelujah. So we want to thank Apostle. I don't know whether Apostle intentionally did that. By putting... You know, and it, today too is the last first service. Wow. wow. It's, 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 it's powerful. It's powerful. We thank God for the life of, of, of the, the man of God, Apostle. He's such an awesome man of God. Hallelujah. He's such an awesome man of God. Amen. Paul says something. He said that, need we any letter of recommendation or write we an epistle unto you that's the thing people they don't need recommendation hallelujah he said for ye are our letters our epistles of christ written unto all men hallelujah amen and it's okay let me just but we thank god for the life of apostle we thank god we thank god hallelujah we also thank god for his very able assistant the man of god Bishop Butchie, he's not here. Let's join our hands together for him. 
Hallelujah. And we thank God for the life of the men of God here. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Recently, one of the pastors wanted to open a restaurant. You understand that? To, to specifically sell chicken. But by the grace of God, God, God aborted the plan. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. We thank God for the life of Reverend Andrew. We thank God for the life of uh, for the life of Reverend Robin, Reverend Keith, Reverend Barry. Hallelujah. Reverend Beryl and all other men of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If not that there's a restaurant called Chicken Man, like you would have taken that name, but we said no. We forbid you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the, the title of my message is The Dimensions of God's Love. The Dimensions of God's Love. The Dimensions of God's Love. Now why? Because God's love has dimensions. It has measures. Now the measure is that it is immeasurable. Hallelujah. But today we want to talk about the love the dimensions of God's love. The dimensions of God's love. The dimensions of God's love. Let's look at Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 40. Please kindly give the microphone to Reverend Andrew to be reading some parts for me. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 40. Matthew chapter 22, 37 to 40. Yes, please. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Verse 38. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 40. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, on this commandment, hang all the law and the prophet. Now, the word scripture has been used 52 times in the New Testament. Okay, I said what? The word, the word scripture, okay, that is graphy, has been used 52 times in the New Testament. Now, in this 52 times that it has been used, actually, all this reference in the New Testament of scripture refers to the Old Testament. Hallelujah. When the Bible mentions the word scripture, it is not talking that we don't, we don't have to include the New Testament. Hallelujah. Amen. Because the people that, the apostles, when they were writing the, the letters, they didn't call them scripture. They called it epistles. Hallelujah. So to them, the scripture actually was concluded from Genesis chapter 1 to the last verse in Malachi. Hallelujah. So all verses in the Bible... Okay, all, all, all references to scripture in the Bible. So when the Bible says that what? Um, it said, he, Paul says something about Timothy. He said that from a child, thou had what? Thou had learned the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation, which is in Christ Jesus. And he said that all scripture is profitable for what? Doctrine. Hallelujah. So it means that actually the establishment of all Christian doctrine is begotten from what? The Old Testament. Are we okay with that? And now, Jesus, in summarizing the whole of the Old Testament, said that the summary of all what the law and the prophet were trying to say is that, love the Lord what? Your God with what? All your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. 
and love your neighbor as yourself. He says that on this, this is the first and the principal commandment. And the second is like unto the first. He said that upon this hangs all what? The law and what? The prophet. So it means that the whole scripture on the whole revelation of God lies on something called love. The foundation of God lies on love. Now, immediately we, do, we draw love. There is nothing like God again. Upon this, it means that when we pull love out, everything falls down. He said, upon this, what? Hangs what? All the what? The law and what? The prophet. Now, dwelling in the eternity past, this God of love wanted object of, of love within whom, around whom, and without whom he wants to pour out this love, which is his very essence. Hallelujah. Because, you know, there are so many things that the Bible describes God as. Okay? The Bible calls God is righteous. God is what? God is faithful. God is so, so, and so. But the highest revelation of that, if any man knows God, I may know God as faithful, but I, do, I still have still not come to the epitome of the revelation of who God is. I may know God as, as a powerful God. I may know God as a judge. I may know God as, you know, as omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. But until I come to know God as love, my revelation is still lacking. Because the completion of all God is love. And within this love, all the attributes of God harmonizes and becomes one. Hallelujah. So within, within love is wrath, God's wrath. Within God's love is God's judgment. Within God's love is, is, is God's very personality, his being and everything. So the desire of this God in the eternity past was that he wanted objects that he can, he can show this love to. Hallelujah. Amen. What? You see, the object, you see, the, 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 the importance of marriage, you see, marriage is actually one of the highest revelations in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Because Paul told us in Ephesians chapter 5, when he spoke about it, he said, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And wives, submit to what? Your husbands, as what? The church submits to what? Christ, that he may what? That he may sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he may present it unto himself a glorious church without a spot or a wrinkle of any such thing. Now Paul spoke about this up to a point that he said that now I speak of a great mystery. And the Bible speaks about two great mysteries. There are so many mysteries in the Bible. But the Bible speaks about two great mysteries. Now the first great mystery is marriage. That Paul spoke about in Ephesians. The second one is the mystery of godliness. How the all-abiding eternal God became man in time. Now, these are the two revelations. And, 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 and Paul said that what? He said, ah, this mystery that I want to show you, I wish you can really cut this. For I speak concerning, he said what? The, 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 when, when Adam saw Eve, he said what? Thou art what? The bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. When Paul went on, he said that what? For I show you a great mystery. For I speak concerning Christ and the church. So the church is the bone of Christ's bone and the body of Christ's body. And the revelation of this is that he wants to show love. So in this, in this preconceived ideology or this 
preconceived uh, a notion that God had. Now, the book of Ephesians is the highest book in the whole Bible. It shows us revelation that, that predates man and predates even angels. So Paul said that, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in, with spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in what? Love. So in the eternity past, now he said that before the foundation, now before the foundation of the world, you may think that we are talking about the pillars that hold the world. Because Job actually said that there are foundations or there are things that hold the earth in place. And science has even declared this. When you do apologetics, there is one thing we call um, a cosmologi cosmological argument. And we use what we call fine-tuning to know that when the earth moves in a little beyond its orbit, everything is going to collapse. Are we okay with that? So it means that God put in foundational principles that governs the earth. Now, you may think that when Paul was talking about that, how God has chosen us in Christ, he was talking about the foundation. No. He was talking, that foundation is the word katabule, which means before the overthrow of Satan. Now, it means that God conceived us as seedlings of love before even the overthrow of Satan. Therefore, we were not afterthought, but we were, we were what? Before thought. It is not that, ah, God, like, I created angels. Now the angels have disappointed me. Satan has fallen and has rebelled and has taken one third of the angels. So now let me make my, no. Paul said that what? He chose us in him before what? The foundations of the world. That we should be holy before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. According to the good pleasure of his will. So in the eternities, when the triune God, the triunity, when they were sitting down and discussing about how they will create man, the Bible said that what that, that the love they wanted to show man brought good pleasure to them. So when God thought about how he would love Reverend Andrew, then he would just smile and say, Ah, my God, I am creating this guy for my love. Just that I will pour out my love, I will show him love. Say, I'm a sibling and an object of love. That is the first thing. Now, any man that comes into ministry or any man that must preach the word of God must know this first. You see, there are things that we can preach in the word of God and we can go to the extreme. But there are certain things that we can preach and we can never go to the extreme. One of those things is Christ. You can never preach Christ and go to the extreme because it's the theme of the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, every, it, is to, it is talking about the person. He is, he is the object of the Bible. He is the means and the end of God. I may preach about the wrath of God, but I will take it out of proportion. I may preach about so many things, and I will go out of proportion, but I can never preach about what Christ. Hallelujah. So Jesus makes this summary and says that, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now, this God didn't just want to show love, but he wants that as he shows love, that love should be shown back to him. And so he created the man. And the object 
of this love was that, that, that he was showing this man was that this man will obey him in all things. Hallelujah. Now, when we come to the New Testament, Paul speaks about the gospel of God. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 1, he was saying that he preached the gospel of God. So, the gospel of God is the finality and the, 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 the capstone of all the revelations of God. That's the gospel of God. But this gospel of God can be broken down into two. Even though they are broken down into two, they are not different. Though they are different. Hallelujah. Now, in spiritual things, they, they, they can be distinct, but they are not different. Or they are inseparable. For example, the father is not the son, and the son is not the father. But the father is the son, and the son is the father. This has spiritual truth that only the heart can comprehend. So, in the preaching of when God wanted to preach the gospel, one of the things that he did was that he eliminated the mind, reasoning, and brought in something called faith, with which we can only accept. So, if a man wants to argue about how the father is the son and the son is the father, when you come and ask me, what's the difference? You see, there are certain people eh, sometimes they want us to go beyond the Bible. Somebody came to ask me about Romans chapter 9. How God created Pharaoh. He said that I will show my wrath through him. I said, what you are reading is the same thing. There is nothing I can say about it. He said, I will show mercy to whom I want to show mercy. And what? And whom? He said that he has, he has projected certain people that he will show his wrath. You are saying this in the Bible. What do you want me to say? Listen. If you don't understand King James Version, read it in NLT. If you don't understand NLT, read it in NIV. But what the Bible is saying is what the Bible is saying. I cannot go beyond scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the gospel of God. Now, so within this gospel of God, Paul spoke about the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the grace of God. In Acts chapter 20 verse 24, he said that he was preaching the gospel of the grace of God. In Acts chapter 20 verse 24. Now, in Acts chapter, sorry, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus also spoke about another kind of gospel. He said what? He called it the gospel of what? The kingdom. Now, so, the amalgam or the coming together of the gospel of the grace of God and the gospel of the kingdom forms what we call the gospel of God. Now, you may think that this gospel, the gospel of the grace of God and the gospel of the kingdom are different. No, they are not. Hallelujah. Now, the gospel of the grace of God is the foundation for the gospel of the kingdom of God. I said what? The gospel of the grace of God is what? The foundation for the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the grace of God is the seed, but the gospel of the kingdom is the fruit. So, the gospel of God's grace is the foundation. The gospel of the kingdom is the superstructure. The gospel of the grace of God deals with faith, but the gospel of the kingdom deals with obedience. Now, any man that will truly know God must know this particular two kinds of gospels. Because for a man to build, because we are buildings of God, and we are not just buildings, but we are, we are, we are, we are trees too. 
So the Bible speaks about different types of things in relation to the believer. The Bible speaks as, about us as buildings within which God must dwell. And then it also speaks about us as trees that we must bear fruit. Hallelujah. So the foundation is what? The gospel of what? The grace of God. Now, in the gospel of the grace of God, God has done all things. Man did nothing. Now, in the gospel of the grace of God, all glory belongs to God alone in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But in the gospel of the kingdom, the man being enriched and nourished by the gospel of grace begins to obey God, to bear fruit, and to become a superstructure within which God can manifest his kingdom. Therefore, anybody that proceeds to go to the kingdom of the gospel to obey without grace, that person is going to find that he, don't, he doesn't have in himself that capacity to obey God. And that is the theme of the scripture. Now, immediately after the fall, God began his recovery through a man called Moses. And in Exodus, God wanted to begin his kingdom because actually, you see, the, the, the beginning is the gospel of grace, but the end is the gospel of the kingdom. So God wanted to establish his kingdom by means of a tribe, okay, or brethren called Israel. There were people that came or descended from one man. Hallelujah. So let's, can we read, can we quickly read this? Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 to 6. Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 to 6. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. Yes. For all the earth is mine. Yes, let's continue. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom now, of so priests. He said what? If you what? Ye shall obey, obey. me. Then the, the obedience will lead to what? Keeping. The appearing of the kingdom. Do we see that? Yeah. Now, meanwhile, God knew that this thing that he was asking, it is not possible for these people to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So now let's go to, um, um, let's go to, Exodus chapter 20, verse 18 to 21. Exodus chapter 20, verse 18 to 21. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. Now, God will continue. Now, this God is searching for obedience. That we said what is the fruit. Because every man that goes to a tree is searching for what? Fruit. And that is the idea of God. You understand, okay? The idea of God is that what? The kingdom of God will be manifested in the life or in the life of the believer or in the life of whoever God chooses. And then it will be established in the earth too. Are we okay with that? So now he comes with the, the message of obedience for kingdom manifestation. And he asks for the people to obey him. 
Now, he comes upon the Mount Sinai and he comes in darkness and blackness and tempest. And there were signs and tenderings. But the people that he wanted to love, when he brought the people near to him, the people rejected him. They said they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to have anything to do with him. Now, let's continue. Let's continue. Verse 20, and Moses said unto the people, fear not, for God is come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that you sin not. Exactly, hallelujah. Amen. So now, they didn't want to have anything to do, they said, you, do you know something, Moses, just be the mediator between us and God. Now, God knew that these people cannot keep the law. It was impossible to keep the law. So he wanted a means of bringing fear into them. Now, if you realize the theme of the Old Testament, the law and the prophets, the means by which God was pushing men to obey him was the means of fear. Hallelujah. If you do this, you shall die. If you do this, you shall die. In Leviticus, if you do this, you shall, you shall die. If you do this, you shall... So the motivation of service was not love but fear. Hallelujah. And so, anybody in the law that was able to please, please God, God has to give him a measure of grace. They must be captured into things that are beyond for them to see something that they may, some, some, something of God must be introduced into them. So, name all those people. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all of them. They didn't come through the means of law. God operated with them through the means of grace. Even though that grace was not in his fullness. But these people said, we don't want to have anything to you. You do you know something? Everything that you were saying, we will obey it. Just Moses, go and bring everything. Everything that you say, we will obey it. <laughs> that was the setup for themselves. Because they don't know that obedience to God is a superstructure that is built upon a foundation. Now, they wanted to build without a foundation. And so, when Moses was about to die, God called him. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 31, he said that, do you know something? You are now about to die. These people, they will rebel against me. And so God told Moses to write a dirge so that the people will keep it because God himself knows that these people, there is no way they can keep the law. There is no way thou shalt not murder these people. And so by the end, when Moses died, when Joshua died, there rose a generation that did not know God. They start, the rebellion started coming. Then God will institute another, you know, man that knows him outside the law where he, he puts in some grace like Samuel. So the people, none of them heard God's voice. They all heard God's voice through Moses. So they were bound under the law. They never had the foundation. But when Samuel came... He, he slept beside the ark and heard the voice. That voice transcends the law, which is the, the carnal commandment. Hallelujah. When David came to, David was given the same measure that went beyond the law. And so when these men come, the people will do as if they are obeying God. But when they die, the rebellion begins again. Until it came to the time of the kings, where now the sins of the people have manifested beyond. And when the sins manifested, God brought prophet to bring warning. But warnings are not enough for us to obey. I'm telling you. 
fear that uh, sometimes uh, it is true you can preach hell, but when man said he will sin, you can preach. Sometimes you now you preach this, hey, father, this fornication is no good. But the next day you go and do it. Because you want to obey without what? A foundation. The gospel of the grace of God. So we find things all around us that Charlie, where? This one. But the, the, the sins multiplied. The sins multiplied. And at that time, the sins multiplied to a, to a point that God had to give up his inheritance. That the kingdom of earth, God had to give up his inheritance. When Israel was a kingdom, God called himself the God of the heavens and the earth. But immediately they came under the power of Satan. Because when God was ruling through Israel, Satan was ruling through all the neighboring and Gentile countries. So God had to put his people under Satan. And now he began to call himself the God of only the heavens. He gave up his inheritance. Because the kingdom that he was searching for, the people never had a foundation. And so through the prophets, even though the warning came, hey, I will kill you, I will do this. The people, Jeremiah, they will catch you and put you inside a pit. Isaiah prophesied. They caught him and they saw him. You know the sword that they used? They sawed Isaiah into two halves. They stoned Zechariah. They killed all the prophets. Because what you are, have you seen you putting pressure on a man and the man cannot handle it? He will rebel. And so they rebelled and God gave up his inheritance. Then all these prophets that prophesied, war is you, war is you. It's like they said uh, Ezekiel and uh, Jeremiah. They like whoa, 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 pa. Ezekiel, Jeremiah didn't have a wife, and Ezekiel's wife died. You know, men that don't have wife, they like whoa, 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 whoa. They like, but when you have a, a wife, because of care and things, you know how to take care of people. You understand that? If you see a guy who is rough, give him a woman, he will change. The woman will shape him. So they come. Whoa, is you? Woe is me. Woe is woe. Woe. The kingdom will come. You will die. Your pregnant woman will die. This one will come. There will be, uh, there will be hunger. There will be so and so. But they didn't repent. Then the Bible calls something the dispensation of the fullness of, of time. Now in the dispensation of the fullness of time, God now must rebegin the assignment because he realized that the fear by which he wanted to establish the kingdom has failed. That he has to give up his inheritance. So now, the very God of love must transcend the eternities into time and came as a God incarnate. And when he came, the very first message is that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So it was through the son that the eternal truth that God purposed that he would love man came. And so God began to preach what? The message of love. So what? For what? God so loved the world that he, what? he gave his only begotten son. So the message of Jesus that he began was the message of love. And now this God that is tired of motivating people to serve him through fear, motivating people to serve him through other means. And I told you that the Old Testament, the means was fear. And 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 and, and uh, worldly treasure, because in 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 uh, Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight, if you serve me, 
I will give you this. I will give you that. Anybody that wants to serve God so that you receive it, I'm telling you, you are not a New Testament worshiper. You are worshiping according to the law. And meanwhile, God has transcended that long time ago. So anybody, Father, oh, if you give me the car, I'll do this. If you do me this, I'll do that. God is not pleased with, with that kind of worship. It is below the standard. You see, God may answer you. The fact that you are praying that prayer, Father, give me this, and he gives you, and I'll do this for you. It doesn't mean that that is what God loves. Because I told you that even though the, uh, um, the quail God gave was not God's will, he gave it to them. But after he has given it to them, he's striking. And it brought leanness to their soul. Hallelujah. So he brought this message. God's love. God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And by this means, he wanted to establish his kingdom. Now let's go through some few scriptures. John chapter 13 verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. So now, we said that for a man, God's aim is the, the, the gospel of the kingdom. But the foundation upon which that gospel of the kingdom is built is the gospel of the grace of God. And in this gospel of the grace of God, we are saying that God did everything, a man did nothing. A man must only receive everything that God has done by faith. Hallelujah. And the thing of the gospel of this grace is that what? God, what? God's love personified as a human being was brought to us. And the message that came through Christ was that what? All the people that what he loved, he loved them to the end. Hallelujah. So now, the believer that wants to do something, first of all, Jesus Christ said something. He said that what? The people came unto him. He said, that, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Now, that is the ideology. You see, the, the, we operate, men operate by the principle of the curse. Now, before the curse in Genesis, Adam had all things for free. Before Adam came, the garden was already ready. Now, Adam's first day was actually the rest of God. When God was creating all things, Adam was not there. When God has finished creating all things, he now created Adam, who was the last person on the seed day. Now, the seventh day was God's rest, so Adam's first day was God's rest. So, Adam entered into the rest of God before he began his work. And so, all things were made for Adam. Now, but immediately the test came, that was when work for reward came. So he said that, by what? By labor, you shall toil. This land is cursed because, because of you. So until the land bears fruit, you have to what? Till the land. So we have the mindset of the curse. Now, therefore, when when Jesus, who is the revelation of God's Sabbath came, for them to enter into rest, when they came to the Son of God, they asked, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus had to draw from the archives from Genesis chapter 1 and bring out that only 
The only way by which you can work the work of God is to believe. Hallelujah. It's what? Now, believe is the foundation of all spiritual work. Now, but I want to tell you, when you read through the epistles and they tell you that God has raised you up and has put you at the right hand of Christ. Sorry, when you are seated with Christ in heavenly places and that you have been made a new creation, you say, no, I need to pray for the manifestation of the new creation first. When God says that you are blessed with all spiritual, you don't want to, you want to work. Man, so the, the principle of the oppression of the case. And so, instead of the foundation of all true worship, begin with what? Believe. And then works springs out from that belief. The works of faith. Man doesn't want that. Now, why? Because after the fall, one of the things that man, man learned was boasting. Man what? And up to, up to now, every, every man has pride in him. I wish to work to get my own things than somebody giving it to me to come and tell me what to do. Yes. So in that same principle, oh, Jesus came. And when he came, he said, I am the very foundation of all truth. Because the grace of God actually was a person. And Paul said that no foundation can any man lay than that which is laid with what? Christ Jesus. And because God wanted love, what he did was that he wanted to show love super abundantly. And for man to know and experience that love before man can love him back. And so, the only way by which God can accept man's love is that what? Man knows God's love for him. And man's, uh, God's love for man is the foundation of all things. That is what? The gospel of the grace of God. Hallelujah. So, as a believer... Now, wait, wait, let's go to some, uh, First Peter. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. Oh, the signal is going off. Okay. Wherefore, mm -hmm. laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies mm -hmm. and envies mm -hmm. and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Mm -hmm. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Now, if so be, so it is conditional. Now, it means that God was making a demand that all men should stop certain sins. But he says that the way to stop that sin is that you have to taste the graciousness of God. Now, so a man that hasn't tasted the graciousness of God and the love of God cannot move on to lay things aside. Because that is not, what you are doing is that you are putting the ark of God on a cat that is being driven by cattle. But that is not the means. The means is that what? The ark must be bared on what? The arms of the priest. It means that Jesus must be the one bearing all the weight. So, we taste of what? He said what? 
please let's read it so that we can do the exegesis very well. If so be. No, no, let's take it from the verse one. Wherefore, laying aside all malice. He's asking us to lay aside all what? All malice. All malice. All guile. All guile. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. And envies. And envies. And all evil speaking. And all evil speaking. As new Now, Reverend, 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 let's read. You see, there are certain things. For example, I can say I'll not fornicate. But there are certain things, certain sins that are beyond. By the time I'll see, they are already there. Like jealousy. Like fear. Like envy. These things that are of the soul nature, they are not bodily. So you don't, you can just see a man and then all of a sudden you don't like the man. Now, how can a man deal? You, you can realize that sometimes the more, the more you want to deal with envy, the more the envy multiplies. And God is asking you that word, lay aside. Last time I was telling so I was telling you, see, last, you can just see the, the buttocks of a woman, then you, you, you have erection. You didn't, it was not, it, you didn't forecast that. You can just see a woman's, the woman has dressed neatly, decently. You can just see her breast in the dress, and then last just takes over you. What did you do? How, how can you stop that? The means by which you can stop that is that what? You must be built upon the foundation of the grace of God. Which means what? Testing the graciousness and the love of God. And so, God's first commandment is that what? All men should greatly know how he has loved them. Koparas attack is cap. Very well, let's continue. Verse 2, as newborn babes yes. desire the sincere milk of the word yes. that you may grow thereby. <laughs> if so be ye, if have so tasted, be ye that you have what? Tasted. Tasted. That the Lord, that is, the Lord is good. So now let's go back to our scriptures. So now, all this thing that we are seeing is that what? It was God who began the, the, the action of love first. Hallelujah. Man. Man always wants the first place. When you are working, you want to be the head. Everything that you are doing, man wants the first. So, man first wants to show his love before God can show. But that is the reverse. God must show love first. So, the, 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 the divine order of things has been turned upside down. Because men are not laboring in the scripture to see the will of God. And when you don't follow the will of God for things, because the Bible said what? Precept upon precept. So, there are certain precepts that must come before certain precepts. It's that line upon line. There are certain lines that must come before another line. Hallelujah. Let's continue. John chapter 15, verse 9 to 16. John chapter 15, verse 9 to 16. So in John chapter 13, okay, everyone will read John chapter 13, verse 1 again. John chapter 13, verse, verse 1. 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. So Jesus was the one that loved the disciples first. Yeah. And he loved them to the end. Now let's go back to John chapter 15 verse 9 to 16. John chapter 15 verse 9 to 16. As the Father had loved me, mm -hmm. so have I loved you. Yes. Continue ye in my love. Now, the continuation... You are continuing. You are not starting. So, there was a love that the father loved the son from the eternity past. And when the son was coming, he brought that kind of love. 
and he loved that with that kind of love. And your, your only thing is that you have to accept that love and continue in that love. Let's continue. Continue in my love. If ye keep my commandments, you shall abide in my so love. So now, the, the, the commandment does not predate the love. The love predates the commandment. It was his expression of love before the commandment came in. Therefore, a man that wants to obey God's commands without knowing God's uh, love is he's just setting himself up for disappointment. Now, we have not begun because we are speaking about the dimensions of love. And God wants us to capture that, those dimensions of that love that we might be filled with the fullness of God. Now, let's continue. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. Yes. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in so, you. So, it is his joy that remains. Mm. It is not my joy. Mm. So, the joy that I must have is Jesus' joy. Yeah. yeah. Let's continue. That my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Mm -hmm. This is my commandment that you love one another. What? As this, what? That you love one another as I have loved so, you. So, there is now a standard. You love what? According. Yes. But now, if you, if you don't have that love that he loved you, how can you love like the way he loved? Mm. So, it is just like a man who wants to build a skyscraper and yet he doesn't want to dig down into the foundations of the earth to start a superstructure. The architect says, is that possible? Never. You may build and build and build, but one day when the winds, when the floods come, you are going to realize that, Charlie. You will see so many people that you said, when you were on campus, they were on fire, they were on fire, they were on fire. Now when they start up, nah, then they are, they are drawing back. They never had the foundations. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved Yes. Them. Greater love had no man than this, ah. that a man laid down his life, life for his friends. Perfect. So he was stressing on his love. Mm. Let's continue. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Yes. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. Mm -hmm. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Yes. You have not chosen me. My God. I have chosen you. Now, do we see the, do we see the divine order? Mm. It is Jesus first before all things. Amen. I loved you, therefore love. I laid down my life. You laid down. He said, hereby perceive we that the love of God. That he laid down his life for us. Therefore, we also ought to lay down our life for the brethren. Now, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Now, the sovereignty, the sovereignty of God, or the sovereign will of God, man does not want to accept because he has the mindset of the curse I must work to get. Therefore, the Bible said, What he that worketh, the reward is accorded as what death, but he that worketh not, it is what it is rewarded as what righteousness because he believeth in him that justifieth. So, in this enjoyment of love. And the enjoyment of the grace of God. It is then that we are, we, are, we are strengthened. Let's continue. John chapter 17 verse 22 to 26. John chapter 17, 22 to 26. Yes. 
And the glory which thou gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, even mm -hmm. as we are one. Yes. So, the oneness of the church is dependent on the oneness of the Father and the Son. Let's continue. I in them, and thou in me, mm -hmm. that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Jesus. Now, that super love transcends beyond Jesus and comes to us. And what, he said what? Oh, please, can we keep the scripture? He said what? Which thou hast given me, for thou loveth me. He said, has loved them. Okay. He said what? And that the world may know that thou hast sent, sent me. me. And has what? And has loved So there is them. a knowledge of that love that we have to get. There is a feeding of that love. Because until we feed on, the, we say the kind of love that God said, you shall love the Lord your God what? with all your might, with all your soul, and with all what? Mind. That is the kind of love that God is demanding for. And this human nature cannot give it. Unless it feeds on the love of God, then the love of God becomes the love for God. So the love of God predates the love for God. Without the love of God, Filling us, we can never have a love for God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Con let's continue with John 17, verse 24. Father, I will that day also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. Yes, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Ah, Jesus. O oh, righteous Father, mm -hmm. the world had not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. That the love with which the Father loved the Son may be in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's go to Second uh, Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians 2 20. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for now, me. Now so, Paul's living was built on the foundation that what? Jesus loved him and gave himself to him first. And it was through this love that Paul called all things but dank that he may win Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue. First John chapter 3, verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So the one that has not perceived the love of God, how can you live down your life for your brethren? Hallelujah. First John chapter 4, verse 7 to 21. 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. 
in this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. The same divine principle again. Let's continue. Hearing his love, mm -hmm. not that we loved God. By what? But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, these things are very easy. But it is a likelihood that you overlook them. Let's continue. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. So, God loved us. So, we now must what? Love one another. Let's continue. Now, you may think that just by reading the Bible, and then God says that because he has loved us, so you want to love one another. You think that you have the love of God. Now, as I'm preaching right now, some of you will just go, oh, God loves me, so I'm going to love my neighbor until your neighbor slaps you. And then you realize that reflex will just slap back. And then you'll be like, hey, but I thought God loved you. God said that if someone slaps me, I should turn here. Now, because, you see, this love is like food that we must eat. It is nourishment that we must dwell on. Let's continue. No man had seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he had given us of his spirit, and we have seen and do testify that the Father had sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's end there. Now we want to look at the dimensions of God's love. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, mm -hmm. that he would grant unto you according to now, the riches... I want you to what this scripture very well. We are coming to the dimension of God's life. He said what? That, that he would grant, grant you unto you mm -hmm. according to the riches of his glory uh -huh. to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner mind. Can you give us amplified? Amplified. Classic. Or, okay, any amplified, but classic, so that it will show us. Uh -huh. May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened mm -hmm. and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self, uh -huh. indwelling your innermost being and yes. personality. Verse 16. 17. Seven, uh, okay, verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith. Yes. And may you having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love. Mm -hmm. Now, wait, wait, wait. And so, God's agenda is that he has to, out of the riches of his glory, he must strengthen you with power and might by his spirit in your inner man. And so that Christ can dwell in your heart by faith. Now, when Christ dwells in your heart by faith, by the riches of God's glory, by which you are strengthened with power and might, this is to aid you that you will be rooted and grounded in God's love. Now, so in order for us to be grounded in God's love, God what strengthen us from the riches of his glory. Now, let's check the word. Let's, let, let's, let's go back. Now, change the version for me. Give me any other version. NLT. 17, NLT. Now, that word capable there speaks of power. Now, let's see. Let, okay, so... Uh -huh. 
then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Mm -hmm. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. <laughs> and may you have the power to understand. That you God. understand, you, you need power to understand God's love. Yeah. Now, why? Because I can show you about 150 things that God has done for you in Christ free. Mm. But when I tell you those things, you will not believe. Why? Because those things that you will not believe, the, the things around you are, are showing contrary. Now, when I tell you that all principalities and powers and all authors in your house, you, they are under your feet, you will not believe it. So, this thing, God must strengthen you by his spirit out of the riches of his glory. When I tell you that you are Abraham's, but through Christ Jesus, God joined you to Abraham's promise. And because of that, you cannot be cursed. You are beyond cursed. You will not believe it. Why? Because you've been told that there are family cases. But whose testimony are you supposed to believe? I'm not saying that there are family cases. But the family cases is not the place of our focus. God has never told us to put our faith in the activities of Satan. He has only told us not to be ignorant of them. But the focus is the things that Christ, and those are the things that we must, we must dwell, we must feed on and eat. But because there are divorces, if I tell you that you are risen beyond cases, you will, not be, you will not believe me. You won't. So because of this, God knowing the nature of man. Now, you see, you want to go and break your family cases. The foundation for that is that you have to be known that you are blessed because you are connected to Abraham. Now, without this foundation, you have no position. You are going nowhere. Satan will defeat you. Now, you see, the church has gotten to a place where we are focused. The Bible said that don't be ignorant of the device of the enemy. But he never, you see, I'm telling you that the, the whole theme of the Bible is Christ, not Satan. So if you spend your time praying about Satan, praying about things, your, your, your life will be weak. What is that? What is, if 98% of the Bible or 100% of the Bible belongs to Christ and always you're focusing, oh, Father, I don't want to die. What is this? You have no faith because what? Faith can only work by love. And that love must be grounded in God's love. How can I pray that I will not die? Because I know what? That in Christ Jesus, I've been given life. So everybody is just moving around. And you read the Bible. But meanwhile, when you read the Bible, and the Bible says that you have liberty in Christ. They said there are bondages. You don't believe that one. You believe the bondages that they said is in your family. I'm not saying that don't believe that one. But there are truth are in Kedesh. The, the revelation of God through Christ and what he has done, it is the highest. Nothing, I'm telling you. Therefore, that should be the place of what? Your focus. So if you look at the Bible, I'm telling you, you see, from, that is why I said that word. The whole, I'm proving to you that the law and the prophet, they hang on love to God. So, the theme of the Bible is that God is searching, God is giving love. And in return, he wants that love to be given back to him. That is the theme of the Bible. Any other thing, we cannot make that thing the gospel of God. So now let's continue. He said what? 
may, have the power to understand all God's people mm-hmm. should. Uh-huh. How why? Now, so it means that this love of God has now let's change it. Let's change it to uh, um, 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 the King James version. Let's change it. Let's hurry may up. be able to comprehend with mm-hmm. all sins mm-hmm. what is the breadth yes. and length uh-huh. and depth uh-huh. and height. Now let's watch it. So it means that the love of God through Christ has dimensions. Mm. Now, what is the breadth of that love? Now, the Bible in John chapter 13, verse 1, he said that Jesus, the breadth of that love is that Jesus, when he came on the earth, everyone that he loved, he loved them to the end. So it means that even though Peter fell, Jesus Christ's love was to the end. Even though the disciples were faithless and asking unnecessary questions, Jesus Christ's love was to the end. When Peter fell, Jesus Christ's love was to the end. And so it means that the breadth of God's love is that it will always be to the end. Now, I'm telling you, you, you see, we are, we are not calling for lasciviousness and for men to walk carelessly. But I'm telling you, this morning, when you prayed and fasted for 50 days, dry or whatever, and you gave alms and things, and then after that, you, you, you fornicated. God's love for you were not different. I'm telling God's Now, why? Because that love, it was not dependent. It was eternal. You were not there when that love came. It is not what you do that will change that love. This is what we, this, this is the elevated gospel. This is the gospel of God. And we cannot change it. You see, because of our weaknesses, we want to change and modify the gospel. No, I can't tell you the lie. If because of God's love for you, then you want to go and fornicate. It's your own foolishness. Go and do it. But that is not going to change the gospel. That because I'm coming to show you. Now, that is, he loves to the end. Now, what is the length? Now, let's go, please. Yes, he said that what? He said, and the love also has what length. Now, Jesus said, the love of the Father. Jesus said that you love me before the foundations of the earth. So, it means that the length of that love began not from time. Because the breath speaks of time. When Jesus came as a man, he loved unto the end. But this one began in the eternity past. And it will continue until the eternity future. So that is God's love. And this love is unchanging. The only way for this thing to change is that God must change first. But Jesus Christ, what? The same yesterday, today, and forever. And this love is dependent on the finished work of Christ. Not because... So that you will know... The Bible said what? Has Abraham anything to boast of? He said, no, before God. Abraham's righteousness upon all his obedience, his righteousness never came by what? By obedience. It came by what? Faith. He said what? When he believed God, it was accounted to him by righteousness. Therefore, Paul argued in Romans chapter 4 that he cannot, he can, Abraham does not have anything to say before God. Now, we have, there's a new Christianity that has given up. It has to become too much. Father, I did it for you, so do this for me. That, that thing, I'm telling you, even though it is good, but it is still weak. Because no matter the weight of the things you have done, if I present the weight of the things that Christ has done, you, your own is like feather. So Paul, upon all everything, when he comes, he said that by the boldness of him, we enter. Watch, let's sit down and study the Bible. He said, by the boldness of him, 
This is the gospel of Christ. This is the gospel that gives glory to Christ. It, it, it cut out man. Therefore, no boasting. He said what? He said, God has eliminated all boastings. By what? By the law of faith. That he that glory man, what? Glory that he knoweth the Lord. This is what God desired. And God wants to fill the whole earth with what? The knowledge of the glory of God. And the knowledge of the glory of God shines in the face of Christ Jesus. And what it does is that when this knowledge is, is, is revealed, all men's activities come to a stop. All mouths are shut according to Romans. So when men have something to boast, I fasted for 100 days. I can, if I fasted for 100 days, thank you, Jesus. It was by your power. Your love motivated me. It was not that I was so great. So we don't have any place for what? Boasting, no matter how. Anytime Paul wanted to boast, he said, you have caused me to boast. And he calls himself a fool. So the length of that, that love is what? It is eternal. Now let's move on to the next one. He said what? The depth. Now let's go to the depth. That love has a depth. Now let's look at how deep that love is. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's start from verse 8. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 8. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Mm-hmm. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of now, the earth. Now Jesus, by love. Now you see, Everything that Jesus was coming to do on the earth, even though it was to restore us for the Father, every victory that he gained was not for the Father. What is the Father going to use victory for? Everything that he gained was for us. And one of the, the love that he had for us caused him to enter to the lowest part of the earth. Now, because at that point in time, hell has power. And no man that entered there could ever come back again. But this man by himself entered into Hades. And the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, that he took the keys of Hades and death. Now, I'm telling you, there's nothing Satan can do to you beyond uh, killing. What can Satan do again to, to you after killing you? The Bible said, I fear him not. That cleared the body and cannot do anything. But fear him, that cleared the body and cast the soul into hell. So, the power of Satan ends at death. That's all. His power just ends at death. After death, your family, which is, they can't do anything to you. Where you go, it is because of God's judgment, not yeah. Satan. Yeah. 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 So, don't, should, you see, I'm not saying that we should belittle Satan. We shouldn't ignore him, but don't take him beyond where he is. That every night you'll be fasting, Saddam, always killing uh, witches. No! There is a revelation that is higher than that. And let's dwell on that as we dwell. Otherwise, you see, there must always be bondage of fear. We will act like servants and not sons. You will think that always I need something to gain victory. And that very thing, that's not because, you see, God will judge all things of what sort it is. And at the end, your, all your actions, when it is judged, if it was not motivated for love, the love of God, that thing will die. So he went to death. So Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. What does it say? Colossians 2 15. 
Colossians 2.15 And having spoiled principalities and My powers, God. he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. In you know, it. those days when they go for war and they catch the prisoners, all the city, like let's say this is Rome. Rome went to war with, let's say, uh, some Vikings. If they catch them, everybody will go to the amphitheater. And then the commander will enter in first. Then all the slaves will be following him. All the people that he got, they'll be in chains, then they'll be following him. Then the people will be giving him glory. Now, this is what Paul was saying. That all, he make a public show of them. He brought them into the arena of all spiritual beings, principalities and powers, and made them that what? He has defeated them. These are truth and revelation that God's love accomplished for you. If you don't believe in this one, what again do you want to believe in? I'm not saying that right now, but you see, we have to feed on these things. We need to feed. I'm not saying that just because, but we need to dwell on these things. God's love. It is God's priority. He said what? Now, let's continue. And then, let's go back to our Ephesians scripture. Ephesians 4, 9. Mm -hmm. So, and height. Now, when we go to Ephesians chapter 4, Jesus Christ, before he ascended high, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4. He said, yes, sir. He descended. Now that he go. ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Uh -huh. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Now, so, the very same love caused him to ascend far above all heavens. That is the height of that love. And what that love is doing for you, that he's now seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. He has become your priest. He has become your advocate. Actually, he has become your all things. So now, by reason of advocacy, there is no sin enough that can cause the Father not to, to reject you. So Paul argued and said that, he said that, and we know that all things work for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. For them that he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He said, to them that he did call, he did, just, he did predestinate. And to them that he predestinated, he justified. To them that he justified, he glorified. He said, what shall we say of these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who spared not, he who spared his, he who spared not his only begotten son, but delivered him up for us. How shall not with his son give us all things freely? Then he said, Who can lay any charge against God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who can lay any charge? It was God that justified us. It, let me, you see, this are truth, elevated truth, that when you confess, you glorify God. And God is happy that, hey, my child has faith in me. It is he that justifies. He said, he is, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, he is risen and is interceding. Now, let's go back. I like the amplifier. The amplifier says something. Let's go to that place. Who is he that condemneth? Give me an amplified. Amplified. Uh -huh. Who is the one who condemns us? Christ Jesus. No, no, give me AMPC. Reverend, I think they don't have that. No, it, it makes a statement. Who is it that condemns? AMPC. Who is it that condemns? It that, is it Jesus Christ who died and rose for you again? Is it the one that is condemning you before the Father? That is actually the translation. Who is it that condemned? Is it Jesus? 
So in heaven, what is condemning you at heaven? What? Who? AMPC. Who is he that condemned it? Is it Jesus who died for you and rose again? Who is seated at the right hand of the Father interceding on your behalf? Is it he? Thirty-four. Who is there to condemn us? Mm -hmm. Will Christ Jesus the Will Messiah? Will Christ Jesus? Will Christ Jesus? <laughs> who died, <laughs> or rather, who was raised from the dead? Who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading as He intercedes for us? So you, you see, so some they, they can tell you that a witch is doing you. You see, Satan is taking a lot of glory nowadays than God. Oh. People are afraid. I don't want to take a step because Satan will do this. Satan will do me that. Preeminence. So now, every activity, we have to acknowledge Satan first. Oh, Jesus. Christ is lost. The theme of the scriptures, the glory, that glory, that glorious gospel, that when it is preached, we know how Christ has done all things for us. And we go down on our knees and we say, thank you, Jesus. All things are for your sake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When a, a man gives, and, 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 and when, when a man is blessed, he says that, I gave and I, oh, yeah, I, we understand all those practices are there. But no. And so let's continue. So at that highest place, Christ is not condemning you. He's not. Is it he? The one that died for you and resurrected for you and has been elevated seated at the right hand of the father. Is it he that will charge you? If the father is not charging you, the son is not charging you, the Holy Ghost has come down, ascended. Let me tell you something. You see, the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament, he was called the glory of God. Now, when Israel sinned to a point that now the Holy Ghost must go away because until the Holy Ghost goes, no, uh, 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 no Gentile dominion can come over Israel as the glory abides. So, in Ezekiel, the glory departs. But when the glory, which is the Holy Ghost, was departing, he was walking slowly. He, he didn't want to leave his people. He loved them so much. But the day he was coming, the Bible said what? He came as what? A mighty rushing wind. Have you seen that love? It is this love that we, it passes knowledge. When we, we feed on this love, it is this love that can motivate you to pray for 30 hours and still you will give glory to God. And you will never even tell someone that you pray for 30 hours. Because to you, it was all to the glory of God. It was motivated by love. Not for you to look like some, some superman before anybody. This is true Christianity. Based on revelation of scripture. Hallelujah. And then let's move on to the next one. What does he say? No, let's... So, let's go back to um, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3, 3 verse yes. 18. May now, let's continue. Mm -hmm. 19. Yeah. And to know the love of Christ, Jesus, which passes knowledge. This love passes all form of knowledge. That you might... That love. That love. That, it, is, it is the goal of every believer to know that love. Because it is the Father's desire that you know that love. And to know the love of Christ, that perfect knowledge. That what? After we are done with that what? That you might be you filled, be filled with, with all the fullness, all of, the God. fullness of God. As we meditate on that love, we give him glory. 
I'm telling you, there are so many things that God has done for you in Christ. Um, 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 uh, share, um, Robert, share the scripture with us. The, the PDF I gave to you. I sat down and I compiled all the things that God has done for us in Christ. The things he has done for us in Christ. The things he has done through and by Christ. The things he has done with, with, with Christ. The things that he has done off and from Christ. He said what? In Christ Jesus, I am Justified. New Testament realities. <laughs> so you can, yes. New Testament realities that God has accomplished for us in Christ. Yes. Number one. Mm -hmm. In Christ Jesus, I am justified freely by Who? God. By whose means? By what? Christ Jesus. Let's continue. Number two. In Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation for me in Christ Jesus. There is therefore no condemnation to them that I... You will not believe this if I tell you. So you need to be empowered. God says that what? By the rich glory of his holy casino atamando cabra. Let's continue. In Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin. And because you fornicate every day, you don't believe this. Now, but I'm telling you, before any true work of God can begin to work in your life, it is belief. Therefore, the prayer of every unbeliever is that God fill me with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. And then Help me. He said there was a prayer that was it is a new, it's a powerful New Testament prayer. He said, Jesus came to a man and he wanted to. He said, Do you believe? He said, Lord, I believe, but help my own belief. Daily, when you fast, say, Father, help my own belief. I'm telling you, you see, when this gospel, when we begin to fast and pray with these things, the things that God can do for us, the nations that can be taken, men like Smith Wigglesworth, th these are the things that they elevated Christ. How can a man, Lester uh, uh, Summerall, can, they said, voodoo, you know voodoo. The epitome of voodoo can be found at the uh, South American side. That proper witchcraft. And those ones that are in the village are the ones that are King Kongs. This man wanted to do deliverance. He went there and stabbed the guy. Bang, and the demon went out. By which authority do these people do these things? They have believed in something. My faith has found a resting place, not in device, no creed, but I trust the air, in one, ha. his wounds for me, Jesus, sharply say, I need no argument, oh Jesus, I need, I need no other plea. Oh, Jesus. It is enough. That, that Jesus died. died. Ah. And, and that he died. You see, the saint of all, the, the glory, Jesus will do trust in Jesus. Just the hymns were the thing. The, the theme of the hymn was Jesus. Just to rest upon his promise. We rest upon that promise. Just to know. That's it. That's it. The Lord is above every other thing. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. How I trust him. Elevate Jesus. Elevate Jesus. Magnify Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, for to trust him. Jesus, Jesus. How I trust oh, Jesus. him. How I'm moving more and more. I can't 
They called him Jesus. Oh, Jesus. He, he came to love. Ah. He healed and forgave. Ah. He came to oh, Jesus. Ah, yes, Lord. Pledge my pardon. And empty grave is there to prove. That my, my Savior lives, so because He lives, the faith of Jesus, I confess to more. Oh, because He lives, all fear is gone, and now I know. Hey, He holds the future. And life is worth. And life is worth. Hey. living just because we live. Hallelujah. Our time is up. But I've compiled all the things in the New Testament. And I really wish. Don't just confess them. You need to ask the Holy Spirit prayerfully. That it should open your eyes by revelation to see them. That they should be. They should get you need to feed on them. Feed on them. Feed on them. Feed on them. Tell God to help your own belief. Feed. Believe in the scripture. Elevate the scripture in your life. Elevate Christ in your life. Father, we bless your name. We give you all the glory. He said, What shall separate us from the love of Christ? What the light what shall separate us from the love of God? He said, Shall tribulation shall distress shall persecution he said shall famine he says shall peril or the sword he said he said that what as it is written we are we are killed all the day long for thy sake we are counted as sheep for the slaughter nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us and he said that paul said i am persuaded that no not death nor life no angels, no things present, no principalities, no powers, no any other creature shall be able to separate us. This is the this is the covenant of love. And when faith honors God, faith pleases God. Simple faith, simple faith, all those that believe must come to Him that He is, and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently faith, faith in Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministry.